You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 and 7 p.m. We've been telling stories this season about God meeting us in our vulnerability and need. Um, we're calling it Stories from the Bottom, um, kind of because we kind of want to recognize the, the lower end of the human experience that we're not, um, we don't always want to talk about, maybe, but I think that's really where, that, that's really an opportunity to meet God. It's not, it's not in our moments of great strength and success all the time and, and goodness and smartness. I think often we actually learn to find peace with God um, when we're just real about exactly where we are. So that's what we're working on this season. And tonight, the, the story from the bottom is about all of us feeling that, that um, a sense of like disconnectedness from home. As I've been talking to a lot of you and reflecting on my own experiences recently, I think, I think this is a common thing. Um, and it's not just about physical place, although a lot of us do come to Philly from outside of the city. We've come, we've come here from many different places. And some of us who've grown up in the city have moved around quite a bit within it. I grew up in the country, um, in the Pocono Mountains. And, but now I've been in Philly for longer than I, than I was in my uh, hometown. And I do feel a sense of home here in, in being called here. And a, a, play, a real sense of um, love for this place and its people. But I also feel this, in, this sense of like longing, this intangible longing for, for a, a bigger, eternal home. And so that's what I want to talk about tonight. This sense of longing that underlies even our most content and happy moments. And I think it's connected to a longing to be back home with God fully. I think Mabel was trying to help us go there. But I think there are a lot of reasons that we don't feel that sense of home in our, in our own bodies and spaces and experiences and relationships on a regular basis. Um, so I want to explore that with you tonight and how we can get back to that home with God. I recently had a chance to go to Italy with my dad. He wanted some help finding his parents' hometown in the south central region, like up in the mountains, really up in the middle of nowhere. And I said yes because this was like a chance to have a free trip to Italy and to hang out with my dad. So when we found this tiny little town, we sat in the square. I love how the towns in Europe had these little squares in the center and we sat in the square and everybody in the there were like two little cafes everybody just stared at us like we were aliens we were clearly outsiders nobody spoke English um, and we didn't speak we spoke very little Italian there's only about 900 people who live in the town it's so small there's not even a restaurant to eat at. Just simple 
people who have these little gardens on the hills that surround the town. It was the best food, though. Best, um, we, we ate in a little town nearby, and it was better than any of the food in the big cities. We were able to meet with somebody. Um, we, we met somebody kind of coincidentally who had our same last name before they changed it at Ellis Island. Um, but she didn't really know what to do with us either. She was kind of scared of us. Like, she clearly felt uncomfortable, and I couldn't blame her. Um, these aren't people who meet people from, other, from, from cities very often at all, let alone, like, people from another country. And so I was very aware of feeling like a stranger, even in my family's hometown, even with somebody that I was probably blood-related to. And I marveled at my great-grandparents who had the guts really early in their 20s um, to just come to move to an unknown home um, with just, they didn't have any money, they just pretty much had the clothes on their back and the kids on their back. I thought that was pretty, pretty brave pioneering, looking for a home. But I think that many of my more recent immigrant friends, and certainly many of my black friends, feel this out-of-placeness on another level all the time. I had a chance to go to a reading last night at CCP of... Um, some men who were reading, they were kind of acting out this story, a true story from Zora Neale Hurston. She um, was able to meet and interview the last survivor of the Middle Passage in 1927. And um, she couldn't find a publisher for a lot of years. But, so it's finally coming out now in 2018. But it was a, it was a powerful reliving, not just of that, trauma, but of the legacy of trauma and resilience that has continued today. And then it was, it felt really good to go from there to our Turn Up to Bail Out event, led by our Circle Mobilizing Because Black Lives Matter team at 1125 South Broad to do something tangible, to raise money, to bail people out of the very re-traumatizing capitalist, very unrehabilitative system of mass incarceration in our country. Um, but talk about a longing for home. I mean, like a home you never even knew to begin with that was taken from you. And at Turn Up, I was able to talk with people who had personally experienced the very uh, unrehabilitative nature of the criminal justice system and so they were relieved for some truth to finally be in a place um, with other people who are speaking truth about what this is like and resisting the system. So I think that our longing, our collective longing for home can lead us to partners in mission. It can lead us to God and it can lead us to other like-minded people who also don't feel at home and are looking for home. And as Christians, as, as God remakes us, I think generally we're going to have that feeling of being out of place in the world in some ways. 
when we discover who we really are, um, we don't feel quite at home anywhere in the world. We have a nagging sense of not fully belonging, and I think that's, that's a good thing. I don't think all the, way, the, the ways that the world is broken is a good thing, but, that, that, but I think that that sense of longing and not belonging is connected to Jesus in us and his mission to restore all of the brokenness that we see and experience. But I think that what a lot of people try to do with this feeling um, of not belonging is to try to belong. You know, we try to find our place. We, we try to do what we can to make ends meet, have a meaningful vocation, get married, maybe have kids, maybe. Or maybe we live our lives untethered by those commitments so that we can travel around and experience new adventures. And I think all those things are pretty cool, but they don't always get to our deepest desires. Though some people can be pretty content with that. And if that's you, I, don't, I do not need to deconstruct your world if you're happy in it. But I do think there's more to life than whatever fulfillment the, uh, of the American dream looks like. That idyllic life fails so many people anyway. And so people are looking for more. Our out-of-placeness, our sense of not belonging, our sense of being out of place doesn't come out of nowhere. We belong with God. We're at home with God. But the condition that this world is in, the brokenness of the world, um, can mess us up in a lot of ways. And some, you know, I think churches have kind of... some Christians think of themselves as fir- permanently fallen. I think some, maybe some of the um, theology you may have heard says that people are permanently fallen, as if the condition of the world separates us from God until the next age begins. And I don't think that's true. I'm here to tell you tonight that's not true. I think our active work on earth is restoring our home and bringing about a new creation with God right now. And that's why a major theme of the Bible is about going away from home and being called back to it. I think this is the whole story of the the, um, Hebrew people. Being at home with God, then being lost in the wilderness, being in captivity away from home. It's a motif that's used in the Bible to point out when things aren't going the way God wants, us, wa- God wants them to go and to point us toward the home we're forming today with Jesus. Like in the Old Testament, Israel's freed from Egypt, but then they're sent into the wilderness to look for their new home. And when they get there, um, they decide to have kings, which is part of the whole thing that messes them up even more. So all these political things happen. The North Kingdom splits with the South. Um, the North gets conquered by the Assyrians and the South by the Babylonians. And this period of captivity is um, familiar to the Jewish people because they remember being without a home. That sense of homelessness um, became part of their identity. But the resolution in Jesus is even greater later on as we discover 
But it's no surprise um, to me how the story of the fall, in if it, we'll, we'll go back to the beginning of the Bible and look at creation. Um, it's called the fall. God creates a home for humankind's humankind, and humans rebel, and they're cast away from that home. So this is a little part of the story in Genesis 3. God created this home, this, like, beautiful, idyllic home for people, and um, humanity's disobedience cast them out, and so they endured, like, the suffering of not being at home in this place that God created for them. They aren't home, so they suffer when they work, and they won't live forever. Death becomes a fact of life. And Israel will continue to struggle with this pursuit of home as a nation for the, for the period that follows. They're looking to go back home. They're journeying from captivity to a place that they can rest and call their own. And if you, rem if you remember all the, the stories that continue, God sends them these prophets throughout the way, these people that, like, try to call them back into trusting God instead of trusting other leaders and, and stuff. They go through periods of, like, acquiring, you know, a lot of wealth, and then they get dependent on their wealth, and then they need a prophet to come back in and say, hey, come back to God and trust God again. Your, your real home is in God. And they go through that a couple of times um, before, before God actually, before God sends the fulfillment of the project in Jesus Christ. The whole project comes to fruition in the person of Jesus Christ, who comes to redeem the whole world and bring it home, if you will. The covenant made between God and Abraham, inaugurated by Moses as he frees the Israelites, is extended to the whole world when Jesus arrives. The whole world suddenly has a chance to participate in restoring creation. This, of course, is both literal and figurative. I think most, most places lose the former for the latter, and we might do the opposite, actually. We're taking God very literally in our time and place. But Jesus does this amazing thing. He becomes human. When Mabel was preparing um, that meditation, she, says, she said to me, Jesus makes God accessible to us because he becomes human, and that's exactly, that's exactly what God did. And we're going to get into that, the craziness of that story during Advent. Jesus becomes one with us. He becomes a stranger to be at home on earth and with us. And he calls us to find our home with him. He'll, he, he even says uh, at one point to his disciples that we abide in him and he in us. He makes his home in us and us in him. And he was kind of homeless here, too. If you remember, he said, I have, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. But he came to earth to make his place, this place, his home, in order to be with us. Jesus, in his incarnation, says, you can be at home here now, even in this place of pain, because I am with you. We aren't going back to the garden. It's a new creation now, and I'm going to help you restore this whole 
earth. So I think there's something like deeply paradoxical about this. It's, it's, um, it's like the, the world is so broken and we're not at home in it. And yet Jesus is coming. God himself is coming to be at home in us to say, yeah, make your home here. I'm going to be at home in you in order to enable you to do that through the power of the spirit. So the prophet is bringing us back home. And in order to do that, she comes to term with the place she's in, its limits, and tries to become at home there while moving it closer to its true home. Jesus is doing that through us now. He does it still through, through his incarnation, his fleshliness, his humanity. And so today we share God's love by being human, by being connected, by having relationships just like Jesus did and does with us. I think our church is an example of this, this growing home, this abode. When people find a place with us, they're finding a little bit of this sense of home, too, that we're all looking for. So we keep moving to include and create more of a home together. And I think in doing that, we're moving the world toward its home in Jesus, too. That's the work. That is the work of being a Christian. One of our Proverbs says, We intend to keep all the great things God has given through the church of the past and be totally at home in our own time, ready and able to relate to the people of our day. And so we keep listening to one another. I like how Paul says it to the Ephesians 2,000 years ago, even, um, reminding them that even though they're not at home in this world, they're called to be at home here and make a difference together, to rise up with Jesus as the church, even in this broken place. He says, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, which looks very diverse, by the way built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So we know this isn't the ultimate place for us. Here in Philly, here in this world, but it's the place we are in. And so we make our home in Jesus and relate to the people around us by inviting them into the fullness of our home. So I started by telling you how, um, or by admitting, I guess, about how I, do, I don't, I often feel um, not at home in the world. The world is a really broken place and there's some injustice in our out-of-placeness. But there's also some inevitability in it. In fact, I think if you feel too comfortable, I pray that God will disrupt you. I think we shouldn't be too comfortable here. On the other hand, though, you all have been part of, you all have been a home for me, even as my own, my own family grows. 
Um, Circle of Hope has really been another chance at family. Um, it's not without discomfort by any means, but our community brings a lot of comfort to me. A sense of place, even if it's provisional and temporary. A sense of home, even as we try to restore our true home. So I'm grateful for that, and that's why I share it with you and with others. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.